It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's going on, lacrosse fans? You found us once again, Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network for episode 86 of Lacrosse Classified. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for finding us once again. I say us because I'll introduce my co-host. I was going to ask you this right before uh, I hit the record button. Too late now, so I don't even really know like what your official title is. So I'll let you tell the people who you are, what you do. His name is Adam Levy. Welcome to the podcast. Excited to have you co-hosting this week. And uh, you've been a busy guy. We'll talk about that, but let the people know who you are and what you do. Welcome, Adam. Thank you so much, Jake, and and really appreciate the opportunity. You know, you have uh, been a mentor of mine for for many years now, and kind of helping me into this lacrosse circle that I'm now a part of and that we're a part of. And so, so glad to be co-hosting and and part of this wheel of rotating co-hosts that you're having. Uh, in terms of who I am, I guess uh, to many I could be a man of mystery, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I I dabble in some work for uh, the Vancouver Warriors. I cover them for the National Lacrosse League as well as as have done some freelance work for them as well. Uh, most importantly, uh, I'm a part of the Lacrosse Flash team as a contributor. Um, I have a video coming out. We're doing those Lacrosse Flash awards, uh, and I'm. Uh, analyzing the GM of the year award. Uh, I won't spoil who we're giving that to, but okay. I uh, okay. have broken that down. Um, and uh, otherwise, I have done other lacrosse freelance and sports freelance throughout my career, but lacrosse is my main focus. And, you know, my goal is all about learning about the game and teaching others about the game. It's never about me in my writing. It's all about who I'm writing about and, and making sure that their message comes across. And I'm so incredibly grateful to have been given the opportunity in these circles to to be able to do that for these players and these coaches and everyone involved. Well, we're happy to to have you here on Lax Class. So predominantly a writer, you do come up with uh, some amazing stats. You're a guy that likes to really dig deep and come up with some juicy nuggets that uh, you give to us and allow us to use. So appreciate you for that. And, and I know you've been working with the NLL a little bit over the last year as well Um, but you've also been kind of a busy guy away from I think the last time that I saw you maybe Adam was down in Sin City Las Vegas uh, for the big game down there you and Nikki and since that time you you, not only have you gone camping with the family and all this but you have gotten married you have bought a home like this People have been like hunkering down and closing up shop during COVID. You're going out, you're getting married and buying a house during this pandemic. I love it. Uh, congratulations on both those accomplishments. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it has been an incredibly busy and important time for, for us as a family. Uh, my wife, Nikki, and I did get married uh, back in March, and, and we're so happy to have that. She has two kids, and now they're my stepkids, and I couldn't be happier to have them in my life. And, you know, this COVID experience with them being out of school has brought us all together. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, definitely positive things that can be taken out of these dark times. Uh, Definitely incredibly unfortunate 
that we have to be going through this. But, you know, if you look at the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, there are going to be a lot of amazing things in society and as well as for our family that uh, have happened. Uh, just closing on the new home, uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be our forever home. Um, and I, I, I have to say that I really appreciate the job of guys like realtors like Louise Dutch. And I know Mitch Jones has also dabbled in the real estate area of what it's like to be in that industry so kudos to them for putting up for people like me and nikki who are uh very diligent in the (laughs) home buying oh i bet your real estate agents are very happy to work with fine folks like you and nikki when you're when you're purchasing a forever home in in kitsilano uh so you you come through new york uh you're out of New York, born and raised in New York, come through Denver, make your way up to Vancouver, and now just a couple of steps away from being a full-fledged Canadian. I love it. Uh, so let's get into the podcast here, man. Uh, great show lined up here for episode 86. We have from the PLL Chaos and the San Diego Seals up for rookie. Well, he won rookie of the year for the Flashies. He's also up for rookie of the year in the NLL Awards. Out of Albany University, Connor Fields will join us here in quarter two in about 15 minutes from now. And, of course, we got who you got coming up in quarter four. Under review and quick sticks in quarter three. And this is quarter one, Adam. And that means who we had in Stampede Tax, who we had. Let's get into this right off the top. So looking forward to Connor Fields and all the rest of it. Who we had coming up for more guys have punched their ticket to the round of 32 in in our best lacrosse fighter of all time tournament. Uh, the results are in here, Adam Levy. Uh, I'm not sure where we should begin here. Let's uh, let's begin with a couple of well let's begin with nick belich going up against the orangeville godfather they were calling him on twitter for this one the serbian eagle up against the godfather chris schneider and uh it's nicky belich that edges this one out this was a tight vote the entire way here but it's Beelich who comes out on top, who gets past a real tough customer. I know all about this guy in Schneider, but it's Beelich that wins it with, I want to say, 64% of the vote as I scan my 54% of the vote uh, here for Beelich as he gets passed into the round of 32. He goes. Yeah, and uh, I have to say I, I love that the hometown guy is, is going to win it here because uh, covering Billich for the Warriors, uh, awful to see that that horrific injury that happened to him this season. But, you know, one thing, and you spoke with Gilly uh, last week, you know, that he, uh, Billich is such a, a dominant defender and such a, a force on that defensive end, and he'll, he'll step up for his teammates and, and scrap with you. So really good to see one of these younger generations uh, like myself uh, moving on here, uh, but I know that you had, had told me that you actually had a scrap with Schneider, and uh, <laughs> I'd love to hear about that story. Yeah, yeah I kind of, I kind of told the story. We we had a go. It was uh, it was late in the season. I might want to say it was like the last regular season game of the year, and a lot was on the line, if I recall, in this game. I think playoff seeding. Uh, on the line, so a chance for first place and home floor, and we we came out, the game was on the road in North Shore, we came out of the gates really flat, I think we were down 
after the first period, and and Bobby Salty was the head coach at the time. Didn't have to really say too much. He just kind of looked across the dressing room and and gave me a look like, hey, it's it's time to do your job sort of thing. And and I knew it was what I had to do. So (laughs) this game was being filmed on on Rogers TV back in the day, but uh, there were a few other news outlets in, in the building because the teams that that were playing. I mean, Paul Gate was on North Shore. The two like really good teams going at it here, and a lot on the line. So a few cameras in the building, and right before the start of the second period, I kind of stepped out on the floor and and had a look at the North Shore <laughs> bench, and I said, "Who who's it going to be? Because somebody's going with me." And 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 Mr. Schneider was kind of chomping at the bit, and everybody was holding him back, saying, "Wait for the whistle. Let's wait for the period." And I said, "No, no." I said, "Like why wait? Let's do it." And he jumped the boards and. <laughs> And away we went, uh, and, and they got us on camera there before the period even started. And I ended up getting on a, a local sports show that night uh, that was legendary here in Vancouver back in the day with Don Taylor and company called Sports Page. And that was that was really one of my kind of highlights of my career is that I made it on Sports Page. But we had a very spirited boat. I think we both jerseyed each other at least once, and it was a long one, and we both landed some good shots. And uh, it's a scrap I'll never forget, but... With all that being said, Schneider is gone, and Bielich is through to the round of 32. So one fight down, three fights to go. Maybe we talk about this one next. Goalie fight, Adam Levy, as uh, Patty the Cannonball taking on Matt Roik here. Two of the toughest goaltenders you're ever going to find, but... Cannonball in a landslide here. This was never close. Over 100 votes cast. Campbell gets past Matt Roik with 78%. This was a clear, decisive wow. victory. So uh, I, I will admit a little bit of ignorance on this one. You'll have to, to fill me in on, on these guys that are a bit before my generation of following the game. But yeah. I will say that there is nothing better than a goalie fight. Uh, I've seen a couple uh, of those older videos, and boy, oh boy, they are they are something else. Good so stuff. Really, really excited that this was uh, put in the bracket, and uh, it's ho- hopefully that one of these goalies can move on further down the line and really make a name for those uh, those tough goalies. Yeah, around well, Brody McDonald on the other side of the bracket is through to the round of 32. Now Patty Campbell is through as well, and, and I don't think these guys are going to the finals, but I had to give the goalie union some due here and and get these guys in the bracket. But uh, both these guys, Adam, both were kind of like, they just kind of looked for it. You know, they wanted guys to kind of fall into their crease so they could land on top of them, maybe give them a little face wash or a punch to the back of the head and see if something sparked up. But they were more than happy to get involved with any altercations <laughs> that were happening around their crease. Those were the type of guys that Matt Roy and Patty Campbell were when they played. So, like the fan, the fans voted, and and Campbell gets through rather easily. I'm sorry, Matt Roik, but you are done. Let's get to another Campbell here. This one of the soupy variety, and 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 like I don't know how many soupy Campbells you know, but Scott Campbell is the one we're talking about here. And I, I just stumbled upon this today. I don't know if you saw the little Father's Day video with with Devin and and Soupy and his daughter uh, talking about why Scott likes to play lacrosse. Did you see this on Father's Day? I I did watch it, and it was incredibly wholesome. Oh, and, man. Uh, 
Yeah, the relationship that they have just from that video, you can see he's such a good father as it is. So Yeah, you would uh, never you know. expect him to be a guy that, that did some really good work with his gloves off after watching that little <laughs> video with, with his daughter. But again here, going up against another guy that I had a good bout with and Greg Spenrath. Uh, Spenner, a professional, I mean, more or less a professional fighter in, in hockey and lacrosse, just a hired gun, really. But uh, recency bias here, popularity wins out once again as Scott Campbell moving through to the round of 32. So three down, one to go here, Adam. And uh, this was a good fight as well. A lot of votes cast in this one. couple of former Victoria Shamrocks, Philadelphia Wing, of course, as well. Thomas Hayek taking on Jason Kirby. 65% here for Hayek, as expected. I thought Hayek would get through on this scrap. He does. And uh, this bracket here, Adam, is really starting to fill in. We'll have four more fights coming up in quarter four, but not a whole lot of opening round matches left to go. Maybe three more weeks, I think, until we get to the round of 32, and then things get really interesting. But uh, So four more guys are in. And four more guys uh, will be up for votes here coming up in quarter four. Yeah, and uh, as you had mentioned to me uh, multiple times uh, when we were, were talking up uh, before the interview was, uh, you know, how exciting uh, with all of these fist fighters, uh, how it's going to get. And I think that it's also one of the great things I, I just wanted to mention about what this bracket does is with 32 guys, there are players you know if i look at the younger generation you had tyson geik on in your first co-hosting round and myself and you know guys that we maybe we didn't get to see a lot of because we are uh the younger generation that you know it's it's great for us to kind of learn these names and kind of learn the people that have allowed us to to move forward in this game both in the uh, skill, but particularly in this case with the physical nature of the game. Yeah, and I was, like I mentioned last week, I, I was going to dive a little bit deeper into the archives because I know we got some older listeners, and I'm I'm 47, so I'm an older guy. I don't know how old. How old are you, Adam? Just tell the people. I am, I am 29 now. Oh, my God. Good lord! Yeah, uh, you're making me feel old too. <laughs> but there, you know, we uh, we have some listeners in our, in their fifties and sixties, so I didn't want to disrespect those guys. So we got some older guys, but I had to kind of thin it out and kind of keep it as relevant as possible, just because people wouldn't know who they were voting for, and you can't find any videotape or anything on some of the older guys, anyway. So uh, four more fights coming up, but I think quarter one is done, Adam. Are we done in quarter one already? That seemed pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, well, we we can move on if you want. I know that we've got Connor Fields coming up uh, pretty quickly, but, uh, you know, uh, I think that in terms of – I wanted to get your sense of you're doing this rotating uh, hosting thing, and what's that been like for you to kind of have uh, all these new – new people coming around yeah it's it's been it's been good man like it, it's been different i, I sent uh evan a, a text a couple of weeks ago just to kind of say how you doing it's weird not talking to you on a weekly basis uh it was a short conversation but uh it's been good man you know like uh I, I know guys like Tyson and, and patty gregoire and brad are are real comfortable with with the headset on and and I mean, it's more or less just a rhythm and chemistry sort of thing. But for guys like Jimmy and Bermel and yourself, who I've never really done this with, or I don't know how much experience they have with it, uh, in some cases none, uh, you really don't know. But I think it's been good. And, and talking with people 
that have I've come across or sent me messages or whatever, everybody to a man really seems to like the rotating co-host format. So sooner or later, I will <laughs> I will run out of friends to ask. Um, yeah. But then maybe we just start again. And and I don't know what what I kind of hope to get out of all this. Maybe somebody steps up and, and it just becomes natural that they are the person that, that starts to fill the chair on a weekly basis. I don't know. But I'm really happy rotating through guys right now and, and kind of seeing what works. And so far, so good, man. Like, I, I have no complaints with, with anyone who has done the job so far, and including you here after 16 minutes and 15 seconds. <laughs> Well, thank you. And uh, going back to the the fighters, you know, we were talking about the goalies. So I would pose the question to you. Mm. When you look at who is a current goaltender in this league, uh, who would you say has either the potential or has shown to be the best scrapper that is a current NLL goalie? Holy cow, that is a good question. Hot take there from Adam Levy. Uh, let me think about this. It's not Evan Kirk in Saskatchewan. It might be Frankie Shiliano down there in San Diego. Del Bianco I don't think is particularly uh, a scrapper, nor is Dylan Ward. So that covers off the West, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so nobody really, maybe Shiliano in the West. Let's see who we got in the East. We're talking Nick Rose, never seen him fight. Matt Vince, not sure he's ever been involved in an altercation. Who else we got? Zach Higgins, probably the nicest goalie in the league. Warren Hill, I don't. I don't know the, the personality of Warren, whether he likes to get involved in that sort of stuff. Who else we got? Mike Poulin, Dougie Jameson. Like, all these guys are salt of the earth, down nice. They, they're all really nice dudes that I don't think yeah. enjoy getting in fights. So, I guess by pro, I go in Frankie. Frank the Tank. <laughs> and you, you mentioned uh, wholesome guys. You know, you were talking about that video with Scott Campbell. Mike Poulin also... Uh, pushing out yeah. a really wonderful video with his kids, bringing on the goalie pads a couple months back. That yeah. was great to see when the quarantine kind of kicked in. Absolutely, man. Uh, all right. I think we should get to break here, Adam. And on the other side, into quarter two we go. We will be joined by a four-time All-American out of Albany University. He plays for the Chaos. He's heading to PLL Island. He also plays for the San Diego Seals. He is the Rookie of the Year for the Flashies and up for the NLL Rookie of the Year Award as well. Connor Fields on the other side. Keep it right here. Episode 86, Lacrosse Classified on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers Arena sounds like this. Jones shoots and he scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones. Nothing's monotone. Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're going to have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores! Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com slash tickets today. Hey, this is Dan McRae from the New York Riptide, and you're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. 
Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Right there, Vancouver Warriors, proud sponsors of the podcast at NLL Warriors or Vancouver Warriors. Dot com. Speaking of awards, uh, the Warriors rolling out their year-end awards. Uh, if you want to check those out, VancouverWarriors.com, but lots of deserving winners. Mitch Jones, prominent, of course, in those. But we're about to welcome, from the San Diego Seals, the PLL Chaos as well, four-time All-American. And, and this, I want to kind of start here because I did not know this. He is a dual citizen connor fields making his debut on lax class connor welcome to the podcast thanks for doing this hey thanks so much for having me uh our pleasure man i did not know that you were a dual citizen i also did not know that you were cut from team canada tryouts back in 2018 and then said screw the maple leaf i'm going team usa for the 2019 indoor world championships uh tell me about your background i know you're you're hanging out in buffalo right now but dual citizen who's who's from where and 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 how did this come about yeah so um you know my my dad's the canadian one um his family kind of grew up around the hamilton area um still have you know family kind of all over uh you know kitchener windsor um so yeah kind of all over the place and and yeah, you know, trying out for you know Team Canada in 2018, and actually, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I uh, that was the year, you know that season I tore my ACL. So you know, right before the, you know they were picking you know kind of the roster, um, yeah, I kind of you know had a bum wheel. So you know, I was out of that a little bit, uh, and that was kind of disappointing. But um, yeah, so I'm a I'm a I'm a dual citizen for sure. Well, that's I mean, people uh, people are going like. Connor Fields got cut from a team. What the hell is going on? But people may not know that you you pretty much played your entire senior year on on virtually one leg with no ACL, which was just phenomenal to to kind of watch you get through that. And a little bit sad to not be able to see you at your best in your in your senior year. But uh, you also spent a little time up in Oakville. I know you got a hold of Jamie Dowick and you wanted to try your hand at a little box lacrosse before entering the NLL draft. How much did that experience help you going into the pro game at the NLL level? Uh, you know, that, that, you know, helped me a lot. Um, I grew up, you know, I started actually playing uh, lacrosse um, in, in Canada, in Fort Erie, Ontario. Oh, okay. Um, indoor when I was, uh, yeah, so I started when I was six down there. Um, and, you know, I actually hate to say it, but, I ended up stopping playing uh, indoor in Ontario because of uh, it was too much with playing baseball in, in the states at the time. Baseball, so, you know, uh, probably made the, <laughs> so probably made the wrong decision on that one. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it was awesome getting you know back into uh, you know indoor lacrosse in, in Canada and then playing for Oakville with you know playing with some of the best players in the world. Uh, you know, had, um, alongside, you know, Westberg, Jared Noble. Well, yeah, so, I mean, it was just all, all you know, great playing with, you know, great talent. And, and it was also a great coaching staff and, and ownership, too. So, um, you know, I usually, I was definitely a huge learning curve for me. And, uh, you know, getting up to kind of speed with, the, you know, the talent and, um, you know, that that league has. Um, but it was definitely helpful because, you know, uh, Coach Sawyer learned a lot from it. And um, Shooter, you know, he, he taught me a lot. Um, Josh Sanderson, that is, and um, you know, it's just been—it was an unbelievable uh, experience, and kind of got me a little, um, you know, involved more in the indoor game again. 
And, you know, Connor, uh, when we think about uh, the indoor game and coming back from your injury, uh, how uh, fortunate and also how proud of you are the work that you've done that you can be nominated for a rookie of the year considering that last year you played two games and and you know when you have such a serious injury like that you just don't know how you're going to come back so what can you say about your return and and what else do you have to show us yeah i mean um i was definitely you know i gotta credit you know um you know, everyone who was involved in kind of that process of, of rehabbing and recovering and, and the surgery itself, you know, uh, I had the surgery done back in Buffalo um, with Dr. Bassana. He did a great job and then, um, you know, had a great rehab uh, rehab team that I was going to. And, and then, you know, just San Diego was uh, very helpful through this all. Um, the staff there was unbelievable. The coaching staff was, you know, was great with me and, you know, weren't rushing me back, you know, but wait until I was kind of ready. And, and last year, yeah, I had a little, you know, taste of, you know, the uh, NLL. Um, but, you know, this year I definitely felt like um, each game, you know, I was getting more and more comfortable and confident. And, and you know, now I think towards, you know, that, that, you know, middle of the season, I was actually feeling, you know, back to 100% again with my knee. And, and knock on wood, hopefully it stays that way. But, um, yeah, it was definitely an awesome, you know, experience to, uh, you know, get a little taste and then, you know, get in for some uh, – some real action. Speaking with Connor Fields of the San Diego Seals, and and you mentioned playing down there in San Diego, and, and what a thrill that must be to, to play for a, a team owned by Joe Sy and, and run by Steve Govett and Josh Gross, and to play for a coach like Pat Merrill and Josh Sanderson, who is you know one of the best to ever do it in the NLL. I, I can't imagine the information you must soak up from him, and and then you. You get to line up uh, beside a guy like Casey Jackson, and then of course Austin Stotts. That has to be pretty cool to be able to play with with a generational talent like Audie Stotts. And you guys are really just kind of starting to form your chemistry. Like for me, I look at you, you guys, and you could be the scariest left-handed duo for the next decade in the league if you guys continue to grow together. Yeah, you know it was a uh, you know awesome awesome to play alongside alongside them and you know they they're obviously all um you know great great talents and, and all the righties on our team too great talents you know I feel like uh like you said to our coaching staff there was just a lot of a lot of people that you know I could learn from and and you know grow with and and like you said you know Audie coming in back in the middle of the season and coming back the way he did you know it you know shows how how great of a player he is and how hard working he is you know get to the point where he was at this season and, yeah, I think, you know, we were just, you know, in the beginning of the season kind of, you know, had a little bit of the injury bug with Casey and Audie both out for, you know, a couple games. And then, uh, you know, once they were coming back, then we started forming, um, you know, the the, chem- the chemistry all together. And, yeah, I can't forget, you know, Greer's out. You know, oh, yes, he's, uh, uh, the old, the old yeah, can't forget <laughs> about the old man there. I'm, my apologies. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's been awesome though, throughout the whole, you know, whole he was there. Um, you know, started the season in training camp and everything and, you know, working with me and, you know, they're all uh, obviously, you know, playing out there, but they're also, you know, giving me any, you know, advice or any, you know, tips in game or, you know, same with the coaching staff and, and even the right side too. Um, kind of everyone was, you know, chipping in and, you know, helping me out anyway, you know, they could and I was trying to do the same, you know, for them, but, you know, I definitely have a lot more to learn than, <laughs> than most of those guys. So, um, yeah, it was, it's just been an awesome experience and, you know, I love playing in San Diego. It's, you know, great. Like you said, 
great organization with, you know, first-class coaching staff, uh, owners. A little bit better weather than Buffalo, too, right? The weather a little better than Buffalo? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, not too bad leaving uh, the snow for uh, 70 and sunny every day. So, Connor, I'm a bit of a, a stats guy. I love to, to number dive. And, you know, one, when I was looking up uh, after I saw that you got that nomination for Rookie of the Year, you know, I was looking into your production with uh, Casey Jackson and Austin Stotts both out and then when you were on the floor with them. So take me a little bit through. So you were at scoring about two goals per game when they weren't there. That obviously comes down once they come back. But then your assist totals jump up almost double uh, and you were talking about that chemistry. So what was it like for you uh, to change your style of play? And also, how were the coaches helping you to kind of fit into each of these slots when they weren't there and then when they came? I mean, definitely, uh, you know, when they came back, we were, we were all in, you know, with each other where, you know, we're more, most comfortable and, you know, how, how we each other play. Um, and I think, you know, that was definitely a learning curve. You know, it took a uh, – a couple games to kind of get in and uh you know just see where we're going to be and i think towards the end there you know we're you know, we're all meshing great as, a, as an offense and as a team and and yeah i mean and the coaching staff has done a great job with you know kind of um you know making it you know making it uh you know an easy offense to play in where you know um they kind of let you you know be yourself in the offense and and kind of find you know kind of find your your identity in the offense and uh you know, I, I can't yeah say enough how much I love playing. You know, for this coaching staff and um, yeah, for Coach Merrill and 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 yeah, Coach Anderson. You know, they're all it's it's great and um, it's just been yeah awesome and it's definitely a learning curve, like I said. But um, once we were starting to kind of figure it out, you know, towards the end, um, you know, it's a bummer it had to come to the, to an end so soon because uh, I think we were just starting to you know click. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. speaking with with Connor Fields here of the San Diego Seals, uh, former Great Dane as well, and and while we're on the subject of coaches here, we have had your PLL coach, Mister Andy Towers, on the program a couple of times. Uh, you want to talk about energy? My goodness! But Connor, <laughs> I don't know if you know. Congratulations on winning the Rookie of the Year for the Lacrosse Flash, by the way, uh, and good luck for the NLL award as well. But talking with Andy Towers here on Lacrosse Classified, he walked out on on a pretty thick limb and said Connor Fields is the best lacrosse player on the planet and you love to have that kind of confidence coming from your head coach what's it like playing for Andy Towers and and how forward are you looking to head to Utah man it's uh it's an unbelievable experience playing for coach Towers you know as you said (laughs) you could tell he's quite the motivator and uh you know has has quite a way with words uh (laughs) I guess to say the least but you know, he's awesome, and, and you know, just, you know, to, to have him say stuff like that to me is a tremendous honor uh, about me. I mean, uh, but, you know, it's been awesome playing for him, and, and he, you know, he's he's knowledgeable, he'll, you know, teaches us a lot, you know, on and you know on the field, and then, um, you know, he's just a motivator, too. He's, he, you know, you want to run through a wall for him, if you know, you know, our whole team is kind of, uh, you know, all like that and, and think like that, too, and, you know, it's just been, you know, an awesome experience, too, in, in, in that league, and and playing for Coach Towers. And, you know, Connor, you're in a situation where 
you know, a lot of NLL guys, they don't play in the PLL, but you have that opportunity. Um, so what's it been like for you, obviously, this time off in between the two seasons? What have you been doing to get in shape, take us a little bit through your workout regimen? Um, how, how fit and conditioned do you feel and ready to storm this PLL championship? You know, I feel, uh, you know, knock out wood, hopefully, you know, stay healthy. But I feel like I'm in, uh, you know, my senior year shape again in, in college. And I feel like that's when I was at my best shape. Um, you know, I think it was definitely was, you know, a bummer that this, you know, the NLL season ended the way it did and, and so early. But, you know, it's also could be a blessing in disguise, too, because uh, in playing in both leagues, you know, it's there's not a lot of time to, you know, build strength because you're, you're constantly in either one season or the other. Um, so it's more just trying to keep the, you know, keep the muscle and the, uh, you know, endurance that you have. Um, so I think, you know, this whole time I've been really trying to focus on, you know, getting myself bigger and stronger and faster. Um, so, you know, I've been doing a lot of, um, you know, a lot of lifting, a lot of, uh, you know, going to Peloton a lot, do some bikes, uh, and also been doing, you know, a lot of sprints too, just to try to, you know, stay in shape, but also, um, get a little size cause, <laughs> I'm not the biggest guy on the field. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> do you uh, do you have one discipline that you prefer over the other, or do you think you're better at one than the other when it comes to field and box lacrosse, Connor? I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, when when I'm asked that question too, it's kind of. Uh, I feel like it's the answer where you know whatever season I'm in, you know, I, I you know, I enjoy more. You know, so um, you know, I, I love playing them both, and and like I said, I started in indoor, so. You know, I think indoor is a lot of fun, and there's a lot, you know, a lot more action um, in the games with the sh- quick shot clock um, and, you know, the tight spaces, too. So, I mean, I think it's definitely, you know, funner to play in a quicker game like that, and I think the field game's starting to get a little, more, you know, faster with the yeah, shot clock. especially in, the but, PLL. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, kind of – and at Albany, too, we did a little kind of a run-and-gun kind of offense, right. and you see that a lot now. So – that's kind of, you know, where I'm at. I like whichever kind of season I'm in. And so, Connor, uh, just to, to finish up with you here, uh, I know that we had spoken and I know that your mom is is a nurse and I know that she's not working directly uh, with COVID and things like that, but it is, you know, being a frontline person during all of this going on. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of express and tell us what your mom is doing now and, and you know, your thoughts of what it's like to, to be living with one of these real-time heroes that we're seeing across the country and across the world. Yeah, you know, as you know, with everything going on, you know, you can't really, you can't thank, uh, you know, the medical personnel enough for, you know, all they're doing for, you know, for everyone. Um, and, and just, you know, seeing, you know, my mom, you know, and kind of that front lines is, you know, a little nerve-wracking, but also, you know, um, she's, she's, you know, helping the cause and, and, you know, I can't thank her enough and all the other, you know, medical associates enough, um, you know, first-line responders for, you know, all they're doing. And it's, it's you know, like I said, it, you know, it's tough, too, because sometimes, you know, when she was in the, the Brinkovich, I say, you know, um, I couldn't really see her much because, uh, you know, I didn't want to uh, expose, you know, myself or the people who I, you know, with to, mm-hmm. you know, the virus. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's awesome, you know, what she's doing and, and um, and what everyone's doing really for this uh, crazy, these crazy times. 
It sure is a crazy time. Shout out to to your mom, Connor, to all the essential workers, the frontline workers, the first responders, as they continue to fight the good fight to keep us uh, as safe as possible and and end this pandemic as soon as possible. Hey, Connor, I appreciate your time. Get back on the road there in Buffalo and those pharmaceutical sales that uh, you're making right now. Good luck down in Utah with the chaos. Best of luck uh, winning Rookie of the Year with the National Lacrosse League. And we'll look forward to to seeing you back in purple and gold uh, come December, January, whenever we get rolling again. Thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Hopefully, you know, we can talk again soon. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Going to hold you to it. Uh, be safe out there, man. Thank you. You too. All right. That was Connor Fields of the PLL Chaos, the San Diego Seals. And, man, like I didn't know really about Connor Fields until his, his senior year at Albany and, and the whole knee injury thing. But you could see – that talent was just oozing out of this guy's body. This kid can play some lacrosse, Adam Levy. Yeah, uh, he was unbelievable. And obviously uh, him matched up with Tehoke and Anticote, you know, what what a duo they were. Um, and, you know, it just continues this recent success of amazing players that we've seen out of the University of Albany. And, uh, you, you know, last year in the NLL, we saw an amazing production uh, and this season as well from Connor Fields. And uh, hopefully he'll continue to grow into one of the league's best talents and hopefully continue success in the PLL. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Good convo there with Connor Fields. Let's take a break, Adam, and keep the conversation going into quarter three with quick sticks and under review as episode 86 of Lacrosse Classified rolls on here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Dan Lomas from the New York Riptide. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and box across. Quarter three, lacrosse classified, Jake Elliott, Adam Levy in co-hosting this week. Thank you to our fabulous friends down there at Associated Labels and Packaging in Coquitlam, Sean Ashworth, Tosh Nishimira, my guys. The best in the business when it comes to labels and packages, environmentally friendly, family-owned, focusing on ethics and quality down there at Associated LP. At AssociatedLP.com is where you can find them. You got a business that needs a label or a package? Associated Labels and Packaging is your place to go quick sticks up before under review here adam levy and uh not too too many quick sticks here today this week i should say uh where do you want to begin with quick sticks uh well i think it's really important considering everything that's been happening uh in america in particular um, with these uh protests and things like that there was an amazing article in the buffalo news about Dane Smith and being the first black MVP and also uh, the fact that it wasn't addressed at the time and kind of his personal experience of what he went through as a young person uh, and, and 
kind of allowing himself to to open up about that. And I thought that that was really poignant. It was shared by dozens and dozens of NLLers. And I think it's really important that we, we do address, you know, not only the article, but, but the importance of the black and African-American community in the lacrosse. Yeah, absolutely. And a fabulous article. I, want, I don't want to butcher the the author's name i believe his last name is ward but you can find it on the nll social channels dane smith uh, i think i retweeted it as well and just a really well written article and and katie lavin from the nll is uh prominent in the article as well and just talking about how dane when he won the mvp back in 2016 didn't even really think about the fact that he was the first black player to win the award and the nll didn't make a deal out of it either and and why this is coming up now because of everything that is happening, but I think the importance of it, it won't be really understood until long in the future where more black players come into the league and, and you look back and you look at the history of the NLL and then you will see back in 2016, Dane Smith became the first African-American player to win the National Lacrosse League MVP. And it's unfortunate that there's no video or, or real pictures of, of Dane accepting his award. He called up all his teammates onto the stage. And I know Dane has a few pictures, but it was never really acknowledged and, and chronicled. And I think they're trying to do a little bit of that now. And it's because they want this to be a part of the league's history. And, and it's an important part of the league's history. Yeah, and I think that to two points is that you know I, I you know you always talk about pronunciation and not butchering guys' names, so I won't even attempt to try and say who the associate professor that they spoke to of African American studies that name I would not do justice for, but he talks about the point that um, you know it's important for this younger generation, and for me, uh, I got my first job in lacrosse back when I was 13 years old interning at a nonprofit organization in New York City called City Lax. And essentially their goal was to spread lacrosse and have lacrosse as an opportunity for kids in low-income neighborhoods and communities where there may be things that you are trying to avoid. And so lacrosse is an outlet to get them out of a bad situation. So for me, uh, I've seen firsthand what is being done on the community levels to kind of bring other people who are not, you know, the, the statistics show that uh, white people normally are the, the predominant players of lacrosse. But, you know, if there's any sport in North America that we watch today, it's lacrosse that has the deepest roots uh, and the most direct roots to people of colors people of color and people of minorities. And I think that it's incredibly important for this sport to, to pay tribute and to pay homage to all of those communities who participate because of its history. Which, yeah, which I think they've started to do a much better job of, it, including this month, which is Pride Month, Adam, and, and it's a, a month-long celebration for everybody that, that lacrosse is inclusive and everybody is welcome to play this game. Everybody is accepted. And, and we've seen some teams get on board with this. The league is on board with this. I'm on board as I'm sure you are as well. Pride month. Uh, pretty cool to see all the, the different logos and stuff uh, in the rainbow color scheme mm -hmm. and, and all the rest of it. I, I think this is a really cool thing. Oh, it's, it's amazing. The progress that all the leagues are taking um, the PLL, the NLL, um, to kind of show this acceptance and this uh, this willingness to move forward, this knowledge of 
that times are changing and that we need to change and, and do more as a society to be inclusive. And so incredibly happy to see this article and really uh, honored that, that Dane, such a, a staple in the NLL and lacrosse community for him to open up the way he did. Absolutely. A couple more minutes here on Quick Sticks before we go under review. And I and, uh, mentioned the flashies. A couple of awards have been handed out so far. Stay tuned, Lacrosse Flash. Mark Matthews, by the way, winning the versus play of the year over Kevin Crowley. Mailman delivers once again on the on the on versus. But the Flash Awards are, are rolling out. The NLL Awards, all the nominees have been announced. Uh, and the winners will be announced here tomorrow, Wednesday. So unfortunately we were recording well a couple of days before, but the Actual winners of the awards will be announced on Wednesday. But if you want to check out the nominees leading up to that Wednesday announcement, uh, check out the NLL social channels for all that information. We don't need to run down every single category in that. Uh, quick shout out, though, to Teddy Jenner and Craig Rybzinski, who are up for uh, the Tom Borelli Award. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm looking forward to that one, as I always do each and every year, Adam. Yeah, and as a former winner yourself, you know how incredible it is to to be nominated um, for that award. Yeah. So um, it's it's an incredible achievement, and some great guys. Uh, I, I know all of you guys, so it's uh, it's really cool to to see my friends kind of get the the recognition that they deserve. And you know, there's no one person who who I would say deserves it more than the other in this case. But well, I will say, Adam, I will say because <laughs> Teddy Teddy has won one. I've won a couple, but Craig Rosinski, who I don't know exactly how long. I want to say the better part of two decades. Like I don't think anyone else besides maybe John Gertler has called more National Lacrosse League games. Traveled more miles uh, doing home and away road game like on the radio. This guy has called so many NLL games, never mind all that, then has done all the the, the PR and the socials for, for the Nighthawks for, I don't like, I want to say close to 20. He's never won. So both Teddy and I are really pulling for Ripper to, to win this year. So fingers crossed uh, that he deserves one so desperately, and, and I really, really hope he gets it. Uh, Wednesday, that is coming out. NLL key dates uh, before we get to under review here. Let's let's keep this moving. July 2nd, open to re-sign players. July 31st is the franchise tag window. And then August 1st, free agency opens league-wide. So just a couple of dates to keep your eyes on here moving through the next month or so. That All that information also on the NLL social channels. Just got to search a little bit on the timeline. It's there. But uh, 29th roster freeze, August 1st res- or, uh, is free agent time. July 2nd, open to resign existing players. July 31st, franchise tag for any player over 34. Uh, anything else you got for quick sticks here, Adam, before we go under review? No, I don't. I would say that i uh, very excited for, for free agency to open up. And also, in particular, with the, the Riptide, really excited to see what they do. I know that we've got some, some draft discussion coming up, but also that, uh, you know, with their coaching changes, it's really going to be interesting to see how they continue to build this team, what direction they go in, and they have a, a great opportunity with the draft and with these off-season acquisitions to make a big impact. Agreed. Let's go under review. 
It's time for Under Review, presented by G. Wilson Construction. The challenge flag has been thrown, so now it's time to take the matter under review. Under Review, brought to you by G. Wilson Construction. GWilsonConstruction.com, an award-winning firm with a single focus, building fine custom homes. Uh, you don't need a fine custom home built, Adam, because you just built or you just bought a home that's already been built. Uh, <laughs> but if you need one, and, and I hope you got yourself a budget because these things do not <laughs> cheap at g wilson construction but you get what you pay for and uh that's fine custom homes actually uh went out to, to mission once again i don't know if you saw the picture up there on instagram a little toe dipping out of the hot tub overlooking silver ear lake there adam that took place after a horrific round of golf my first of the year out there in mission played a little par three course so nothing really longer than like 120 yards which was absolutely awful because you know like whatever it is there's always something that works really well with my game and then there there's something that doesn't work at all with my game and and it just so happened that on that particular day i had no short game whatsoever so when you're playing 100 yard holes and you don't have a short game that is not uh, a good recipe for a fun day i pack things in after hole 16 i just gave up i could not take another two holes i gotta i gotta get out to a, like a chipping green or a range or something and and get the sticks out and and get this thing dialed in because with no lacrosse going on this summer, I thought, okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna play more golf this summer. But after going out that first yeah. time, like I want to chuck my clubs in the river. I I don't blame you, and I uh, I have to shake off the rust. I I have plans uh, to actually, and I I don't mean to name drop, but to to go hit the uh, hit the links with uh, the Vancouver Warriors Logan Shuss sometime this summer. Mm. So well, I, I don't want to embarrass myself too much when I'm out there. I'll check my uh, I'll check my I'll check my email <laughs> for that uh, invite from Logan. I didn't I don't I don't I don't see it yet. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it, it it shows up sooner than later. But he's—I yeah, know he's uh, been—he's been out there quite a bit. Him and Mitchell Jones have been been golfing quite a bit so far this summer. Yeah, and it's uh, the—it's amazing to actually see the connection between lacrosse players and golf. They mm. love it. No, oh, they so sure many do. of these guys. I mean, yeah, who, who so. Doesn't? Yeah, so anyways, uh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, This is under review, however, and we thought this week, we, as we often do, we kick it around and and figure out what we want to do for under review. And with the NLL draft quickly approaching, now we know the order that is going to be in place for teams to select. We know now for sure, as we expected, that any player that is draft eligible but decides to play a fifth year at university will be retained by the team that drafts him. And an interesting question was proposed. Well, what happens, say, let's use Jeff Dean as an example, plays for Cornell in his fifth year, but the Big Red get knocked out of their season early with the NLL season still going on. Technically, Jeff Teat could suit up for, let's say, the Riptide for argument's sake late in the season and play a couple of games down the stretch if Cornell gets eliminated from their season early enough. So I was wondering, somebody was wondering, well, how many games does he have to play for it to count against your rookie contract? 
And the answer is three. So that's not a lot to have to play to get past your rookie contract. So I think these guys are going to be motivated to do that. And I think this will help incentivize the teams that are picking to draft these guys, regardless if they're going back for a fifth year, knowing that they could get them down the stretch next season. I totally agree with that decision. Although, unfortunately, I think if you look at Jeff Teaton, if you look at all of the a lot of these college guys that are, are dominating in the NCAA, uh, it'd be hard to imagine that they don't go very far into the tournament or at least through uh, early and mid May, yeah, which would yeah. make it a little tough. You never but know. We'll, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Look, I would I would love it. The sooner that we get to see the amazing talent in the NLL, especially such big names, the better for the league. So uh, I would love to see that happen. So what we thought we would do here in under review and, and with everything being equal, we know that Jeffrey Teat is the mortal, mortal lock of the millennium here to go number one. So I was going to say let's do our top five picks, but we're going to do top six because we know Teat is going number one. So essentially we're doing two through six here are the picks. Your order, just in case you don't know, Riptide, Nighthawks, Warriors, Seals, Roughnecks, Mammoth, Wings, Swarm, Bandits, Rock, Thunderbirds, Rush, Black Wolves is your order in, in the way that they finish in the standings from reverse. So New England with the 13th pick, New York with number one, Everybody else in between here. So with all that being said, Adam, we know Jeff Teed is going number one to the New York Riptide unless somebody does something very, very, very stupid and does not pick Teed or trade that pick. I don't know what could happen, but but don't do any of that. Just pick Jeff Teed and, and move along. So let's <laughs> let's move uh, to pick number two. If you're the Rochester Nighthawks here, Adam Levy, who are you selecting at number two, and why? So I know I know that I am starting off maybe with something a little controversial, but I'm putting on my GM hat here. Uh, Trey LeClaire is obviously some a name that is highly touted this year and and will be a top five pick or a top six pick in my opinion. But I was looking at it from the standpoint of what what uh, position particularly do the Nighthawks need. And it was particularly that left side uh, of the offense that I think needed uh, some shoring up. And so there was the name, there was the guy, Tanner Cook, uh, North Carolina and the Whippy Warriors. Uh, and so I would choose him with that second pick if wow. I were the Rochester Nighthawks because of his lefty forward skill. Mm. Uh, you know, when, when you have all of those options on the right side, uh, there's more of those uh, for the for the Nighthawks. You've got Holden Katoni. Uh, and others um, and on that side. And you've got a lot of young talent that has come through these expansion drafts and other drafts. Uh, and building on that left side, I think, is super important. And if you look at the, uh, the Nighthawks total, they had the second fewest goals in the league. So offense is definitely a key for them. And for Cook, he was already setting career highs before the season got canceled uh, this past year with North Carolina. So I think it'll be really good. Uh, to see him uh, continue to use that field game. And also he was uh, an outstanding junior player for the Whitby Warriors uh, in the Ontario Junior League. So his mix of field and box, I think, will be really useful for that offense. Yeah, I got uh, Stamper Cook going 
fifth. I got Tanner Cook going sixth to Colorado. So I'll just give you that pick right off the bat here. And and maybe I'll I'll kind of break it down like this. For me, I got I got it going this way here, Adam. If mm-hmm. if Rochester takes Trey LeClaire, then I think Vancouver takes Reed Bowering. But mm-hmm. if Rochester takes Ryan Smith, then I think Vancouver takes Trey LeClaire. And then and then everything kind of gets thrown into a wrench. Then I think Bowering drops to San Diego at four. I think Calgary here, and you can tell me the rest of your picks. I'll just kind of go through mine here. I think Calgary mm-hmm. needs some lefty help as well. Doby's not mm-hmm. getting any younger. Martel, he's been injured, hasn't really panned out. Of course, they lost Lowen. They got Dan Taylor there. Jesse King has been injury prone. I like Ethan Walker out of Peterborough and DU Denver University here for the Roughnecks at five. If he's sitting there, I this kid is an absolute sniper. He and Cook were both on the 2016 U19 Team Canada team that I had a chance to call those games, and and both those kids, you could tell they were going to be stars in the making. As was Jeff Henrik, who I have going to San Diego at four. Should things fall in line for the seals as well because i think they need to get a little younger on the back end as well with some with some veterans there as well so for me it's leclerc bowering henrik walker cook if it goes smith to rochester then i think you bump everybody down a pick and, and bowering ends up in san diego and but i still like walker going to calgary at number five what do you got uh well i have to totally agree with you on reed bowering you know you were talking Gilly last week and you had even brought up Bowering as as a possibility and you know it's known that uh, Dan Richardson loves to draft local guys if you look at that Vancouver Warriors roster night it seems like 90% of the guys are from BC or from the metro Vancouver area in particular so for Reed Bowering uh, such a defensive presence uh, that toughness on defense will be really important for the Warriors to continue to bolster that end because you know, if you're trying to, to make Eric Penny your number one goalie, you know, he needs a strong wall in front of him. So I think it'll be really good if you have a big, strong defensive presence like rebowering there. I have Henrik going fourth um, because of his defensive abilities. Uh, you know, the way he causes turnovers and loose balls, I think he's just, he's such a powerful force. I don't want to say that he could be as dominating as, as I thought that a Warren Jeffrey to Colorado was last season, but he seems like a reliable defensive presence to really uh, be in front of the goal right there. So I think that that would be a really good pick. Yeah. Minto cup experience, uh, uh, Minto cup experience there with Orangeville played a summer out here as well with the bellies and, and for a rookie, Looked anything like but like a rookie and, and just a calming, steady Eddie, good in transition, good decision making. And, and he's going to be a solid pick for for whatever team gets Jeff Henrik out of uh, Ohio State. OK, picks five and six, Adam, who you got? Yeah, I've got Robert Hudson for number five for the Roughnecks, a transition guy. You can also play a little bit of defense, but obviously you've got Zach Courier there, who's an absolute beast in transition, likely the, uh, and and really should be, the transition player of the year uh, this year, next year, and for the next 10 years, however long he's in the league. (laughs) But 
I think that, you know, every team talks about depth. And when you have a guy who can also play a little de- a bit of defense, you know, you look at how players are learning to adapt. Look at Trevor Baptiste with the Philadelphia Wings, you know, doing face-offs. But now he's, he's learning to be a defenseman. If you need someone who can play transition but can also play a little defense, I think Hudson can really be that guy. He's known to push the ball up the floor. And when you have proven scorers like Jesse King, Dane Doby, Dixon, and other guys like that who are proven scorers, it's about getting them in transition. And then they're they're unstoppable when you get those guys uh, off and running. And then I have, uh, obviously, it depends where LeClaire goes, but I would have LeClaire joining that youthful, young uh and, and budding offense of Colorado, yeah. uh, I could just imagine him fitting into to guys with Eli McLaughlin and Ryan Lee and, and just, you know, pushing that tempo. Defense is obviously the first key for Pat Coyle and the Colorado Mammoth. They've already got that all shored up. So now focusing to continue to build on that youth movement that the Colorado Mammoth have on offense and really start producing a few more goals. Yeah, I I got some some breaking news for you, Adam. Trey LeClaire is not going to be around in this draft at the six pick. So uh, (laughs) that's 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 kind of the way that's going to go. But I I, it's going to be interesting. We know Tate's going on. I think that second pick in Rochester is really going to stack the dominoes and how they fall on where the Nighthawks want to go. Nobody really knows what they're going to do. And, and until that happens, I don't think any of these other teams coming through three through say seven are going to know what they're going to do until Rochester makes that pick. So that, I think that's what is going to make this draft very, very interesting. And then, you kind of look at all these guys going back for fifth years. You look ahead to two years from now when these teams are going to all pick again, and then they're going to be getting two first rounds and two second round players into their line. Like it's going to be crazy how much young talent is going to come into the league in two years from now. Oh, absolutely. And if you look at the guys who are just eligible to be in these drafts, it's the the drafts for twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two are so stacked. Um, you know, you've got names like Nanticoat and others. Lanchford, uh, you know, yeah. if I look stock at, up if on I'm, draft picks. Oh, totally. And I have to say that uh, if I look at um, this year's draft, though, they're not top 10 picks and maybe not even first round picks, but there's a lot of American talent. You know, Michael Sowers out of Princeton. Oh, then we haven't even talked about yeah. 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 And Grant Ammon, you know, these guys, they're, they're so gifted in the field game and we're seeing a lot of these guys transition to the NLL. So who's going to take a risk on these guys kind of mold Mm -hmm. them into NLL players because it's possible that they could turn out to be great NLL stars. It's just taking a chance on uh, what they can do in the box. Good points made there, Adam Levy. Good points made indeed. That was under review brought to you by G Wilson construction. That was also quarter number three now in the books, which means we got one more quarter to go, and it's the best one. It's the last one. It's the fourth quarter, and that means it's time to play another round of Who You Got, presented by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. We'll have it for you on the other side right here on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Pure Vital Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. 
PVL products are 100% all-natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come. Hey, this is Jesse King of the Calgary Roughnecks and Victoria Shamrocks. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, growing the game one podcast at a time. Back on Lax Class, episode 86, into the fourth quarter we go, which means no more breaks. Don't forget, use that promo code supplement fans, lacrosse classified 20. You get 20% off any non-discounted PVL product on their website delivered right to your door. Got to use that promo code, however, lacrosse classified 20. Keep a keep an eye on the, the Instagram page there at Lacrosse Classified as well. I'm always kind of reposting. They do tons of giveaways and they're always giving away free stuff at PVL. And I'll kind of tip you off to that as well. Keep tuned into Lacrosse Classified on the old Instagram feed. Uh, but thanks to PVL, Lacrosse Classified 20 promo code. Now, Adam Levy, Stampede Tack and Western Wear. It's time for who you got. Generally, the May long weekend is the start of summer. But now I really feel like we've crossed the solstice here. We're in to summer hours. It's light out late into the evening, which I love. And Stampede Tack and Western Wear carries a large variety of items for all outdoor summer fun. While you stay safe and practice physical distancing, Stampede Tack does have a great selection of hats to make you look good and keep you protected from the sun. Maybe you need that riding gear. You just pulled out the old hog out of the garage. You want to go for a ride. You need some new boots or leathers. Stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. Open Monday to Saturday. New store hours there. Check out the website, stampede.ca. And uh, have you ever been out Stampede, Adam? I know you're down there in, in Kits, which is kind of like a, a different part of the province. You're so far away from Cloverdale sometimes. But have you ever been out to Stampede, Tack, and Westernware? So I'm glad you asked. I have never been. Uh, however, my stepson, he loves the whole cowboy vibe. He thinks that it's it's such a cool thing. He He's now uh, going to be in the military, hopefully, oh. as a reserve over the next couple of years. Yeah, he's just waiting for, for all the paperwork to be signed. And he's going to likely be out in Alberta where, you know, there's a lot of cowboy culture out there. Indeed, and, there uh, is, yes. Indeed, there <laughs> so is. Understatement. He is... Uh, he is very excited. I told him that uh, your show was sponsored by a place that sells cowboy stuff, and he was like, well, we have to go. So right. it is uh, On the we list. are taking a trip. Uh, it's going to happen. Okay. Website always open 24-7 as well. Shopping online is still shopping local. So we are, are getting deep into the opening round here. These are fights 21, 22, 23, 24 out of 32 opening round matchups and another four good bouts here in this opening round. I know you are not going to know a whole lot about these guys, Adam, so you have the option to either just take my advice, maybe maybe I'll ask myself who I got before I ask you. I don't know how we're going to do this. Or you could just go with the old trusty flip the coin uh, scenario here and and make your picks that way. What do you want to do? 
Well, I, I love to learn, so whatever you have, uh, I will listen to. But I do also have my trusty <laughs> loony in careful hand. So. What you, careful what you wish for there, Adam. <laughs> but, yeah, if, if you would like to, to start it up, and then I have okay. all ears, and, uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. Here we go. First fight of the evening. I saw this kid, I want to say, first time back in, I want to say, 2014 with the Six Nations Arrows, and... I really felt like this guy had a he wasn't an impact player scoring wise or defensive wise but intimidation wise he I remember he laid out Jean-Luc Chetner at center with a bit of a blindside dirty hit and and then kind of stood there waiting for somebody to come at him and nobody did and I kind of thought at that point man that is a turning point right there that nobody was willing to kind of answer the bell and, and step up for their teammate and and Trevor Stacy is who I'm talking about. Really kind of imposed his will on that on that tournament and and he did it through intimidation. So this kid could throw the the knuckles here. He is going up against a, a Shamrock left former team Canada, I believe, in field lacrosse here, but man, this guy could fight. The X-Man, they called him over there on Vancouver Island. Rob DeZormo taking on Trevor Stacey. I had a good go with DeZormo in Queen's Park one night, and, and then we played each other the next night in in, in Memorial Arena, and, and Rob was, was not all that eager to do it again. But uh, he took on his fair share of tough guys. Trevor Stacey up against the X-Man, Rob DeZormo. Adam Levy, who you got? Well, uh, I think it's been decided for me, first of all, by the nickname. The nickname of the X-Man is, is very cool, and I'm totally down with that. But I would also say that I would have to pick the X-Man because anyone who hits a former warrior like John Luke Chetner, even though he's on a riptide now, <laughs> I have to defend my my former warrior guy. Okay. And so I, I have beef. Not that I would throw gloves with him. I, I'm not going to go against Stacy. I'm not a fighter. But I, I have to defend my former warrior. Yeah, X Man so because his uh, his last name ends in an X. Uh, you wouldn't think that maybe with the Zormo, but that's why they called him the X Man. And uh, you're right, uh, I got to go with the X Man here as well, just from personal experience. And, and like you said, he lit up JLC, which uh, you know he was an adnack at the time, didn't like that very much. Uh, so I'll take the X Man here over Trevor Stacy as well. Now a couple of polar bears here are about to fight each other. Two big, burly gentlemen here. Former junior teammate of mine, Rusty Onger. And, and, and Rusty had this move before he would start to fight you. He would take literally... <laughs> I can't even believe he used to do this. He would take his stick and he would jam it up in between your face and your face mask. And that's how he popped your helmet off before he started to punch your face. So we called it the can opener. He would literally take a stick and he'd wedge it right in between your face and your face mask and take your helmet off. If he did it with his hand, his other signature move here, he would face mask you, he'd rip your helmet off, and then he would whip it into the crowd as far as he could when he peeled oh, wow. your bucket off. That was Russ Andre in a nutshell. Going up against big Timmy Bomberry here from back east, six nieces, cheese fame. Man, this guy was a wrecking machine. I I think these guys might have actually squared off back in 96 in the brawl in Brantford, if I'm not mistaken. Bellies, Chiefs, Man Cup 96. 
Bomberry and Onger. Who you got? Uh, I am going to. Who is the first name again? Tim Bomberry, Rusty Onger. Okay, I'm going to go with your former teammate because that sounds like a guy who would I want on my side. Yeah. And if you have a move called the can opener, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a wrestling move. And, you know, if you're going to bring that to the box, then uh, let, let's have it. Oh, you know, I'm, precision. I'm all for that. Absolute precision, the way he could just peel off your helmet in an instant there with a quick flick of the stick. Uh, okay, well, I'm taking, of course, I got to take my former teammate, Rusty Andre, in this one. I don't know if he's going to get past Bomberry. I think Bomberry's going to get some votes here, and I don't know how many votes Andre's going to get, but maybe the local community will step up here for Rusty. We'll find out. Two fights down, two fights to go. And this next one, I just happened to stumble across this. Uh, Shamrock's head coach, Bobby Hayes, posting this up on Facebook years ago. And I started to kind of search around looking for video for, for this guy. Former Coquitlam Adnac. And this guy was about as big of a fan favorite as you could get back in Coquitlam in his day. He was, I'm just going to say it, the guy was an absolute redneck. Like, Coming out of Abbotsford, drove a Dodge pickup truck, had a gun rack that he put his lacrosse stick in in the back window, you know, that, that had the little sliding window that opened. In the, he used his gun rack for his lacrosse stick. That's what he put in there. Uh, you know, cowboy boots, Mac jackets, plaid, long hair, the whole deal. Daryl Singbell taking on a former Junior Bellies captain, former Buffalo Bandit, current Maple Ridge Berard. I unfortunately, I think Travis Irving is is who I'm talking about here. Maybe most famous for getting one punch by Polly Dawson one night in the NLL. But I've seen Travis Irving fight a lot of different guys and done very well. Matt Beers comes to mind. Uh, they had a spirited scrap back in junior. This guy's taken on a lot of tough customers, and he's taken on another one here in Singer. But it's Travis Irving up against Daryl Singbell. Adam, who you got? Well, I'd say yeehaw. I'm all on board with Daryl there. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I love, I love the whole getup. I think that's that's awesome. Uh, I have seen Travis play, and uh, you know, I haven't I haven't been fortunate enough to see him scrap. But uh, uh, I do have to say that if you're gonna carry your your bravado uh, on the floor and then off it and still, you know, do through and through, then then that's my guy. Fair enough. Uh, I think I, I, I think I got to go singer here as well, just because of his sheer beautiness, uh, Adam. This this guy was one of a kind, and his his lacrosse skills, uh, I'll say, weren't weren't the greatest. Like you ask goaltenders around the league during his time, like Singer would would get his fair share of breakaways, just kind of finding a loose ball, and he had decent speed, so. If he could get it into his pocket, he, he could get a breakaway from time to time. And the trouble for goalies with Daryl Singbell is he had no idea where the ball was going to go, so they had no idea where the ball was going to go. And more often than not, Singer would score on a breakaway just because all he had to do was hit the net and, and hope it went in. And, like, goalies <laughs> will have a book on guys. Okay, this guy likes top left and whatever. There was no book on Daryl Singbell because uh, there, there just there was no book. Like he didn't know where he was shooting, so goalies didn't know where he was shooting. 
So I, I would look. Uh, I, I would be tempted to go back in, in the analogs here, and, and I bet you Singbell scored more goals than I did in, in my WA career, uh, sadly enough. Anyway, so we're both taking <laughs> Singer there. One more fight to go, and it is an absolute beauty. I don't know. Man, this this would be a fight for the ages. Give me – well, here we go. Rory Smith, the Mimico Mauler, the babyface killer, making his first debut here on the Best Lacrosse Fighter of All Time 2020 tournament. And I think this guy's going deep into this tournament, obviously, here for Rory Smith. But in the opening round, he has taken on maybe one of the scariest dudes of his era – Look up some vintage photos of this guy, Adam, back in his playing days and what kind of shape this guy was in. The Hall of Famer, Bobby Salt, taking on Rory Smith here in the opening round. I don't know how. I might have to flip a coin on this. I think Rory's going to win just on the vote from the fan vote. But if it actually went down in real life, I honestly don't know. Like... Bob Salt's forearms back in his playing days were the size of some guy's legs, and his legs were the size of, like, an oak tree that was 100 years old. Like, crazy. Just try and – I'll try and find it for you. Rory Smith, yeah. Bobby Salt, who you got? Uh, well, I do have to say uh, that Bob Salt, you know, came into uh, the senior uh, box game in the summer at a young age, and I appreciate that. Uh, I have to say, uh, looking at a photo, I, I really appreciate Salt's mustache that he had sure. as an older, at his older age. Uh, but I've seen a couple fights with Smith uh, going against guys like Paul Dawson and Jeff Snyder and things like that. And just watching those fights, I'm so impressed with how Rory is as a fighter and uh, knowing what I I do and the little bit that I do about Rory Smith, uh, I'm going to have to say I'm going to go with Rory. Yeah, I think most people, if not all people, are going to go with Rory here. I think we'll get some uh, the older guard vote, voting for Bobby, but uh, I I really like Rory Smith to go deep into this tournament. I think he deserves it, and I and I think he'll go deep uh, here on this side of the bracket. And, and keep in mind, like we still have some very good fighters we have not even mentioned as of yet. Uh, the likes of Andrew Suter, uh, Daniel Amesbury, uh, Brody Merrill, Ilya Geich still up for uh, debate here as well. So still some brackets to fill in, still some good fighters to come, but I, I'm going Rory Smith as well. We'll post all those fights coming up this week on Twitter. Get there at Lax Class. Cast your vote. If you're not on social media, I got a new email address at lacrosseclassified at gmail.com. You can send me your vote that way uh, through email if you like. Uh, listen to the four fights we just previewed. Just give me the winner and I'll add it to the totals if you're not on social media. And if you're not on social media, just get on social media. Everybody's doing it. Just do it. At Lax Class, at Lacrosse Classified. Adam, you are at You Never Sport. You Never? Is it an A on the end of Never? You Never? Uh, let, let me. It's. Uh... Is it? It's just Adam Levy Sports now. That's, okay. Oh, or if it, if it's Instagram, then it's you never sport alone. All right. Let's uh, let's with, get uh, on board and let's uh, change the handle so they match. You can link those accounts up. So anytime you're tagged on one, you can get tagged on the other without uh, just you, consistency is king here, Adam. I'm I'm 
trying to give you some social that media is, to, all right? That I, I would love it. Any any free advice, as long as you're not charging me, I will take it. Okay. So, yeah, you, you just spent <laughs> probably all the money you have on your on your new house that you just bought anyway. So I don't know if I could get any money. And yet. there's there's tons of repairs on the house too, unfortunately. Okay. So uh, yeah. Well, we'll wait but for uh, we'll wait for the the housewarming shaker that will will go down uh, sooner than later. I hope so. Follow Adam. Follow me. I'm at PXP for sports. Follow the show at Lax Class or Lacrosse Classified. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. We are there on all platforms. Just hit that subscribe button and you're done. Don't forget, hit up that team store as well. My big team guy t-shirt arrived last week. I still, uh, I know uh, Colleen Grimes was, was on vacation last week, so I didn't want to bug her about getting lacrosse classified gear up on the team store, but I will do that this week. Uh, heads up, Colleen. I'll be reaching out this week. I know you're listening. Uh, get some lacrosse classified gear ready for the lacrosse flash team store as well. Sponsors, thank you to you as always. Stampede Tech, Vancouver Warriors, Associated Labels and Packaging, G. Wilson Construction. Thank you to you, Adam Levy, for co-hosting, for Connor Fields, for guesting, I guess we'll call it. And to you, the loyal listener, for listening to Lacrosse Classified episode 86. We'll be back next week. With episode 87, I don't know who the guest or co-host will be yet, but there will be one. Trust me on that. But for now, we are done. Adam, you got anything else before we go? Uh, I just wanted to thank you again for for having me on and uh, having Lacrosse Flash as this platform. You know, Tyson at the helm and Patty Gregoire and Austin Owens and Colleen and Teddy and and all those guys. And you know, shout out to to Jimmer and Jim Else and Brad and and all those other guys that uh, are in our little uh, circle and have allowed me to to grow. Uh, who I am as a, as a person, but also as a lacrosse writer and a lacrosse analyst. So I couldn't be where I am today if it weren't for all of you guys. And uh, it means a lot to, to have had this opportunity. Appreciate you taking the opportunity to come on Lacrosse Classified. You will be back, Adam Levy. Make no mistake about it. Uh, but now we're out of here. For Adam Levy, I've been Jake Elliott. And for the fastest game on two feet and for the creator, stay safe and stay healthy, everybody.